Welcome to the Escaping Enemy Mode podcast, a podcast to help you recognize when your brain is treating others as enemies to be defeated instead of as people to be loved. With neuropsychologist Jim Wilder and Brigadier General Ray Woolridge, we'll discover the ways that Enemy Mode sabotages our best intentions and we'll find pathways together to refriend the people around us. Let's get to work. Hi, this is Jim Wilder, and we are talking about escaping enemy mode, and this time it will be in marriages and families. Uh, Now, we've talked about the three types of enemy mode before, and stupid enemy mode was easy to recognize, but uh, one that seems to sneak up on us a lot is the simple enemy mode that uh, sort of takes the the people we would normally think we're in relation with and, and sort of you know, converts them into their not-on-my-side kind of a reaction, something like that. To look into this further, we're going to talk with Chris Corsi, the author of The Joy Switch and co-author of the second-best marriage book of all time, as rated by Cosmopolitan magazine, called The Four Habits of a Joy-Filled Marriages. Chris is an international speaker who's been interviewed on topics ranging from starting joy to learning relational brain skills. Chris and his wife, Jen, have two boys and spend most of their time running training events and creating resources so families and communities can thrive. Glad to have you with us, Chris. Thank you, Jim. I'm looking forward to our time together. Chris, you were one of the first to write about simple enemy mode in your book, The Joy Switch. And how is it that we can tell the difference between enemy mode, simple enemy mode, and I think what you call relational mode? Um, what, what do we look for? Yeah, you know what? This is life-changing, and there's some very um, important distinctions that we can learn to recognize. One of the things that happens in relational mode is I enjoy people. I enjoy being around my family. I, I enjoy spending time together with my wife and my two sons, and I am actually glad to be with them, and I, I care about what they're feeling, Jim. I feel some compassion and I'm curious kind of what's happening in their minds. And uh, it's easy to uh, just savor and enjoy glad to be together joy. I, I actually feel like being kind and tender. Uh, I notice I might be more patient and understanding. I can even put myself in their shoes when I'm in relational mode. And with, with uh, simple enemy mode, I call it like a failure to launch. In other words, I just don't feel like I have what I need to engage I would rather um, play on my phone instead of enjoy the interaction. I might be bothered by the sound of their voices or the intensity of their voices. Compassion flies out the window. Well, now this being uh, distracted or annoyed, that's something I can relate to. You know, your first description about being relational sounded like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, that sounds like a weekend away. You know, it's like. You know, when am I that connected with people? There are phones and stuff like that. So, um, you know, are there some uh, simple tests we can run to um, just determine which way we are? Because, you know, I'm not all that aware sometimes of what's going on. Yeah, you know what? In the in the Joy Switch, uh, I use the acronym CAKE. We just do the CAKE test, which is... Um, basically I just simply ask myself, am I curious with what my sons are thinking about or playing when I see them playing in the corner of the room? Are they, am I curious? 
Yeah, that's one I can relate to because lots of times I'm like, you know, uh, thinking what I'm going to say next. I'm not really that curious about it or I'm just annoyed. Why didn't you clean your room? Yes. I don't, I'm not really curious about their answer. I'm just like, get on with cleaning kind of a thing or, you know, yes. when, you know what what do you want now kind of a reaction mm-hmm. is, isn't is really curious. It's like, you know, get out of my way. So uh, yeah, is it. that what you're the kind of thing you're talking about with simple enemy mode and, and yeah. being curious. Oh, completely Jim. I, I find that um, I, when I feel annoyed with my children, I'm probably in simple enemy mode. Um, and as you said, curiosity just flies out the window. And I notice when I'm in relational mode, um, it's easy to think about the things that I enjoy and I appreciate. I can think about what's important with my family, I, what I enjoy about my wife, some of those qualities I enjoy in my sons. In enemy mode, I don't, I don't care. I'm just offline. I'm, I'm annoyed, and rather than just like thinking of what I like about my family, um, it's, it's just yeah, not so- pretty. I don't like who I am in enemy mode. Yeah, so you're telling us about cake. So the first one is curious. What's the second part of cake? Yeah, the second one is appreciation. And so we call appreciation package joy. So I ask people, can you, is it easy to think about the things that you enjoy, those special moments? So I might say, hey, what was a highlight from your day? Is that easy to access? Or if I'm in enemy mode, frankly, I see no reason to access those joy moments. I would rather focus on what I'm upset about or talk about what I'm worried about. I don't feel a lot of joy in enemy mode. All right. So uh, this is sort of like a mood management tool then. I'm supposed to get into more of the relational mood of, you know, thinking about the things I like and value. All That's right. right. So yep. what goes after that in cake? Yeah. Then the K in cake is for kindness. And so do I feel like being kind with my family? That means my words, my actions. Do I feel like um, handing my wife her drink when she can't reach it? If I'm in enemy mode, frankly, I probably just don't notice or care. But in relational mode, I actually want to be kind with the people uh, in my family and I enjoy them. And I actually want to do stuff to bring them joy and to help them in some way, shape or form. So kindness is a, is a big one. Do I feel like it? Do I want to, um, you know, it just, that kind of flies out the window when we're in enemy mode. We just, yeah, it doesn't occur to us or we, frankly, we just don't want to, we don't want to go out of our way. Yeah. That doesn't occur to us seems to be the hallmark right there of simple enemy mode. Yeah. All right. And I think yeah. there's an E at the end of it. So how, what takes the cake at with an E? Yes, the E is just eye contact. So do I look my wife and my sons in the eyes when I talk to them? Um, I know when I'm in enemy mode, I'm looking at a phone screen. Usually simple enemy mode is, again, I'm just don't, I'm not engaging. I don't really feel like engaging. When I'm in, when I'm in relational mode, I actually want to have their eye contact. I want to look at them when I interact with them instead of you know, watching the TV or just playing on my phone. It's not really engaging in simple enemy mode. So E could be for engaging as well as eye contact then, but I take it it's more than just staring at them. It's more like uh, I'm looking at them because with the curiosity, I'm interested in what's going on with them and their reactions and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But you called your book The Joy Switch. So um, how does joy switching uh, how does joy switch us out of simple enemy mode? 
You know, this is kind of like the escape hatch for simple enemy mode. So joy is just when we when we can expect or anticipate some glad to be togetherness. So we're we're thinking about some joy. We can feel some joy. We can remember those glad to be together moments. This is like this is how we can escape simple enemy mode is we access some of those joyful moments. I might say, hey, what was a special moment uh, that you enjoyed with people from your week? And if we can open and activate those important joy files in our brain, what that does is that actually helps us uh, kind of wake up relationally. So we're a little more anchored in the present, feeling like we're in the front seat at the steering wheel instead of somewhere in the back seat of the car. It's, it's quite a, it can be a very dramatic uh, shift when we go from enemy mode to relational mode. And joy is kind of the, one of the ways that we can escape simple enemy mode. So thinking about uh, having fun driving a car or doing something like that, that's what you mean by joy? Um, you know, winning a video game, you know, getting a high score. Uh, uh, are those like, pos- is this positive thinking here just something that pumps me up and gets me excited? That's an important question. And now the joy that we're talking about is relational. So these are interactions with people where maybe, you know, you walked into the room to visit your friends and you see when they turn to you, they're genuinely glad to see you. And it's personal. It's, it is just meaningful, but it's relational in nature. So I think about those moments interacting with people that were meaningful. We were glad to be together. And it is just kind of like something we can look back on and feel like we're right there once again when we open that file and when we reflect on that moment. And even when we share that moment with someone else. Well, can you give me like a specific example of when you escaped enemy mode so I can kind of like feel that? Yeah. So uh, last week actually had a really good example. We were... uh, just on the cusp of our training, we had finished our five-day training and we took a family trip for a few days. And I can very clearly remember driving home, recognizing I was in simple enemy mode. I was listening to my family interact and I was I was tired. And I noticed I'm not enjoying anybody in this car right now. Um, mm. I was getting frustrated with other drivers uh, who were just kind of in my way was kind of the feeling. Um, mm-hmm. I, so I was impatient. I felt rigid and I just, I frankly, I couldn't engage. And I, I shared with my family, like my daddy's in enemy mode right now, guys. And I'm, um, I'm recognizing that. And I just want you to know that I'm having a hard time engaging here and feeling some glad to be together joy. I was just tired, man. I I just could not engage like I wanted to. And it, it was actually very, it was not satisfying, Jim, because I wanted to engage and they were all having a great time. And I just, just wasn't yeah. feeling it. So that's recognizing it. Did anything get you out of it or were you stuck? Yeah. So, you know, what helped was just being able to share that with my family and just say, you know what, um, daddy's in enemy mode. I'm, I'm having a hard time right now. And it basically was helping them interpret why I was not engaging, but it helped to share it, just acknowledge it uh, because I didn't okay. feel so alone in it. Um, and then I started to reflect on some of the highlights from our training and just thinking about some of the people that I enjoyed that I interacted with. And I noticed when I started to think about some of those interactions that were enjoyable, um, I, I kind of felt like I was coming 
um, back into my joyful self. I felt like I was getting a little more energy. I felt present. I didn't feel as disconnected. And I actually took some deep breaths. So I just took a few moments. I recognized my body was kind of tense. So I took a few deep breaths. And I would say just within a matter of moments, I kind of was feeling like I was back. And it didn't mean I had a lot of energy, but it meant that I was enjoying my family and I was just glad to be with them. And I could actually like engage them and interact with them instead of like just grumping at the drivers. Yeah, I can I can relate to the grumpy part and, and the, then the, the appreciation pulling you out of it sounds like a really hopeful op- opportunity right there. I'm sure there's a lot we could learn about it, and that's why we'd love to have you here talking about your book, The Joy Switch. How, how can people find out more about what you're doing and uh, even find the book itself? Yeah, at thrivetoday.org. So thrivetoday.org. We have a whole section on our website on the Joy Switch. We have a free assessment. People can go to the Joy Switch page, oh, download good. a free assessment. Yeah, this is all about how do I recognize if I'm in my relational sweet spot, as well as a practical exercise, Jim, that people can practice. So thrivetoday.org. All right. Thanks for being with us today, Chris. Thank you, Jim. Good to be with you. Well, thank you, Jim, for having that conversation with Chris. Um, I have just loved Chris Corsi and the book that he wrote, Joy Switch. Uh, That was a book that had a profound difference in my life, just being able to understand and see and recognize what the relational centers looked like. And the the conversation that I was really wanting to drill down in for this episode, um, well, I guess last episode, we talked about stupid enemy mode a lot. And right. that's the one I think that people recognize. That's really easy to to understand. Chris talked about simple enemy mode. And that is the one that really unlocked a new area of understanding for myself. And so I was just hoping you'd be able to, to walk us through one more time. What is simple enemy mode and how do we understand it? Yeah, that's it's that reaction inside your brain that, looks at somebody else and says, I don't feel like they're on my side. They're not, you know, they're not here for me. They want something from me. They're going to drain something from me. They're going to take something from me, you know, mm. going to waste my time. Uh, but I don't feel like um, I really want to be connected with them right now. Just soon maybe they went away and stopped, uh, you know, getting, taking, taking away my, my attention. So that's that simple reaction. You know, we, we're not really energized about it. It's just like, okay, why are you interrupting my football game? Or why are you, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, knocking on the door now? Or why, you know, why did you come in the room? Or any of the simplest things in life where we just don't have the energy. We don't, you know, we don't uh, actually uh, get excited enough about seeing somebody to actually want to interact or care at all what they're thinking or why they're here. Mm-hmm. And Chris talked about a really helpful acronym that uh, is <laughs> sometimes forget what all the different letters stand for. Uh, so the acronym is CAKE. And Ray, can you can you help us remember what that acronym stands for and and why that's so important to escaping enemy mode? Well, how can you know if your relational brain is online? Well, there are some indicators, and if it is online, the C in CAKE stands for curiosity. 
And you're going to feel curious about other, what other people are thinking and feeling. Conversely, if you don't have that curiosity, you've probably slipped into simple enemy mode. Um, you know, A stands for appreciation. And so if you're with a person in an interaction and you feel some appreciation for them, you're thankful for them uh, and, and you're thankful for uh, things in general in your life and moments in your life, that's an indicator that you're, you're online. Uh, mm-hmm. If you feel resentment or you're not appreciative or grateful, and you don't want to, and you're so focused on what you're working on, what bothers you, you know, what hurts you, what frustrates you, mm-hmm. you're, you're not showing appreciation. And that's another indicator. The K stands for kindness. So when your relation, when your relational mind brain is working, when you're not in simple enemy mode, uh, you can feel kind and stay tender toward people around you. Even mm-hmm. people you have no attachment to a person at the rental car counter or the the person on the line. On the other hand, if you you're going for the win, it's all about the win and you'll do whatever it takes to win. And even, and you don't care about kindness. You are definitely not, your relational circuits are definitely not engaged. And then the eye is eye contact. I can tell myself if, if I'm not willing to look a person in the eye, my wife, my, my child, my grandchild, the person I'm working with, I don't have a desire to look them in the eye. I'm going to avoid eye contact. That's an indicator that I am in simple mm-hmm. enemy mode. On the other hand, when we look people in the eye and, and it's kind of hard not to smile when you do that, uh, mm-hmm. then you, you know that your relational brain is engaged. Yeah. And that's such an important piece of the puzzle when we talk about escaping enemy mode that we have to recognize when we're in enemy mode. And it seems like simple enemy mode, it's one of the hardest ones to notice because it feels like it's a low energy. It's not like, it's not something that's like a flash in the pan, high intensity. It's, it feels kind of lower than that. Is that right, Jim? Yeah. Especially when you're in it. Uh, it's, it's interesting though, that the people that are approaching us, they know that it's right away that we're in simple enemy mode. They might not know yeah. that's what it is, but it's like, you know, we don't have their attention. You know, they're not really engaging with us and um, Mm -hmm. you know while they're standing there i've actually found it's possible to consciously run through this list and go Mm. uh, starting with curiosity do i care what they're saying and why like oh i think i'm in enemy mode i don't really yeah is there anything about them i like well no for sure i'd like it if they went away oh okay i'm in simple (laughs) Enemy mode, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, am I thinking about some way to make their day better? You know, even remember mm-hmm. there used to be bumper stickers. It might be before your day, Jeremy. Uh, you know, practice uh, random acts of kindness, you know, like stay uh-huh. in this relational framework and let's just be kind to people. Is there anything I want to do kind for this person? Uh, no, they irritate me, you know. Uh, so it's like, oh, I'm in simple enemy mode. Um and then the eye contact, do I really want to keep looking at them or would I just rather look back at my screen or, or whatever mm-hmm. else? And, and by doing that, I can say, oh, well, you know, I could be interested about what they're saying. And um, I could think of, if I just think a little bit, something I like about them and, um, you know, actually just smiling at them might be kind. And, uh, you know, I'm going to look and and see what's going on from their perspective. You know, we can actually use these things to activate our way out of simple enemy mode. Uh, and you know, one of the things that we 
have both practiced, you and I, Ray, and that is telling the people around us that they, we invite them to tell us if they think we're in enemy mode. And so they mm-hmm. say, you know, I think you might have slipped into simple enemy mode. And after that mm-hmm. initial grr, I go, oh, well, you know, thank you. I appreciate you letting me know yeah. instead of blowing up on me. So neither one of us is going to get stupid here. We're actually going to activate our relational circuits. And that saved many a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know that if my wife tells me you're slipping in enemy mode and my first response is to convince her she's wrong, she's right. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh-huh. right. I am. Yeah. But I, I would there were times when I would argue about that point and totally miss the point. Uh-huh. But if my response is, hey, I think you're slipping in enemy mode, and I pause and then I realize, you know what? You're right. Mm-hmm. That's an indicator. A good yeah. indicator. And that's something that Chris kind of illustrated and modeled in your conversation about how I was intrigued by how he responded when he recognized that he was in enemy mode, particularly with his family, which is a very intimate and vulnerable place that Mm -hmm. he was aware that he had slipped into enemy mode. He had started to do something stupid. He addressed it directly. Uh, He even mentioned how he checked in with how his body felt and then he intentionally dwelled on joyful experience. Why was that such an effective way for him to re-engage with his relational self? Well, the relational circuits themselves run faster than consciousness. So one of the questions is, what can we toss up into the air that, that will activate our relational circuits in, in the right direction? And mm-hmm. memory is one of the best ways to do it. So if we actually... Uh, and and I make a list of little things that I appreciate about people in case I can't remember one on the spot, you know, and I, uh-huh. can, I can mentally go down that list. Oh, I rep- yeah, that's right. I appreciate this about them. Uh, and to check in, in with my body is to make sure that uh, another indicator that I'm actually present here, because when your relational circuits mm-hmm. are in simple enemy mode, uh, you know, you're in your head someplace, you're not actually in the room. And so it's like, okay. Am I in my body? Yes, I'm here. Now, mm-hmm. what is it that I like about this person? Let me see. I got a mental list. The top three are. <laughs> and mm-hmm. then, uh, okay, yeah, I guess that's true <laughs> is my first reaction. Yeah. It's not not like I'm enthused, but, oh, yeah, I guess uh, that's right. I, You know, I really, uh, I wanted to have kids, and this is my oldest, and, you know, it's like, um, you know, I, I want them to like me when they get old, you know. It's a, okay, yep. that's right. Those are some good reasons to, to smile at this boy. Jim, isn't that an example of when you're in enemy mode, your left hemisphere can remember something and help your right hemisphere get back synchronized? Yeah, absolutely. That's a, that's being a full, full-brained full uh, kind of person. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And Ray, I'm going to ask this to you. Chris talked about simple enemy mode in marriage, and you mentioned about how your wife kind of challenges you sometimes on when you're in enemy mode. Uh, how Describe what simple enemy mode in a marriage relationship looks like. Um, is it something that needs to be avoided at all costs? What What has been your experience with that? Yes, it needs to be avoided at all costs. What it does is it it erodes the love foundation and the joy foundation of the marriage Hmm. because we we took a vow because and we loved each other. But 
the less often we make meaningful heart-to-heart connections with each other, the less love we're going to feel. And if we go to bed at night angry at one another or distant from one another, and we do that for days and weeks and months and decades, how how quickly do you think we're going to fall out of love, that Mm -hmm. feeling of not being in love? Likewise, if you live a lifetime and, and yeah, you do things with your spouse, but you never connect personally at a heart level, they're going to feel unseen and unheard and unvalued by you, not cherished. Mm -hmm. And so it it has a very toxic effect. It's kind of like if you lived in Flint, Michigan, and you're drinking that bad water for your whole lifetime, you're going to have some health impacts of that, right? Mm -hmm. Or or anywhere, breathing in bad air in Bangalore or or Mumbai. So simple enemy mode will do the same thing to the relational dynamic in any personal relationship, but especially in marriage. Mm -hmm. And so um, Deborah and I are on a journey for me to escape any mode reliably and to make Mm -hmm. a connection with her. And um, this is a journey for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. The important part, I think what you just said, Ray, is that you're escaping enemy mode. Originally, Jeremy, you said, should we avoid it? Actually, we can't. We just drop into it. Uh, We have to get out of it quickly. And so what we have to do is, is, increase our ability to j- notice it and jump out of it because yep. we'll drop into enemy mode whether we want to or not. Right. We need people to help us. Yeah. But but yeah. our helpers who remind us we're in enemy mode, they do that at great personal risk. Yeah. Because we might lash out at them. The mm-hmm. second thing we need to notice, though, is even better than someone helping us is us noticing what our body is telling us. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute. Why is my heart racing right now? Why is my vision narrowing mm-hmm. right now? Why is my jaw clenched right now? What, what is that? What is happening? And what can I do to get back to some peace and joy? But mm-hmm. even, even before our, we've gotten there, if we'll notice those little signals before we're in it, and we can make the correction before anybody notices, that's next level. And that's what we all strive for. That's because sweet. we are going to go there. That's the sweet mm-hmm. part when you, oh, wait a minute. I'm, I'm having, oh, okay. I know what to do. I can breathe. I can pray. I can look them Mm -hmm. in the eye and smile and think about what I appreciate about them. And and then they didn't even know what happened. Hopefully that's next level. Yeah. The last thing, uh, are there any things you should avoid when trying to help maybe particularly a spouse? (laughs) I could just see a lot of ways, uh, it going poorly of you being in enemy mode and yet calling out enemy mode in your spouse. Um, how how do you kind of navigate some of those more sensitive situations? Well, you have to actually request people uh, tell you that you're yeah. in enemy mode. It it has to be a requested service. If you impose this on somebody else, you're going to probably get a bad reaction <laughs> no matter what. And yeah. it also has to be a topic you can talk about. So we're used to talking about enemy mode. So when you say it to me, it's like, what are you talking about? No, it's like, oh, yeah, that again. Oh, right. uh, there, you have to be a little bit familiar with it. So you've got that. Oh, yeah, we've talked about this before. Uh, what would mm-hmm. you add to that, Ray? Well, I, I, I would just tell a story. Um, uh, not too long ago, some of our kids were coming over and they were like hours later than expected. And uh, in the past, I, I would have let them have it when they arrived. Mm-hmm. Total enemy mode, stupid enemy mode, you know. And my wife said to me, and she didn't have to say enemy mode. She said, don't say anything when they get here hmm. about their delayed arrival. 
And that really reminded me, hell, wait a minute, stay relational. And actually, as when she said that, I started thinking about actually why they were late. And then they told the story about why they were delayed. And it was a wonderful reason. And I would have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. And so it really helped me when they got there. And we had a joy-filled encounter, even though I was exhausted. It was really late at night. And we had our grandson, and he was asleep on the sofa. But it was mm-hmm. a beautiful difference in me. I, couldn't, I could not do that even five years ago. Or not reliably. It illustrates curiosity about what's going on for them, appreciation Mm -hmm. of their arrival, uh, kindness for their being late. And I imagine you might have even looked at them when they came to the door for some eye contact. I did. Absolutely. In the past, I wouldn't have. I would have just Mm -hmm. kind of not made eye contact because they would and they would have felt it even if they couldn't verbalize it. Well, I think that is a good place to wrap up this episode. Um, yeah, thank you, Jim and Ray and Chris for just the the fantastic insights that I think are going to make a big difference in our lives and helping us to to stay relational and connected and appreciative of the people that are around us. You've been listening to the Escaping Enemy Mode podcast. To learn more about the book by Dr. Jim Wilder and Ray Woolridge, visit escapingenemymode.com.